coming up for episode 144, A Sleigh Ride into the Danger Zone. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. This is I Remembered It Better, a podcast experiment in geek nostalgia. Come on, Bob, like a dog for me. Ooh, I done a bad thing. We're on a mission from God. This is my boomstick. Kiss my converse. Look what's extraordinarily bad. Exterminate! I got a bad feeling about this. Now, here are your hosts. Oh, no. Not again. Welcome to I Remember It Better, the show that takes a look back and asks, was it as good as we thought it was? Coming to you from Dayton, Ohio, where all my lunches taste like chicken, I'm Cliff Haddix, also known as Revan Geek, and I'm joined in tonight's analytical look back. From Atlanta, Georgia, with a little extra hum in his bug, Ryan Allgood. Hey, how you doing, Cliff? Why, um, are you eating people? Is that why all your food tastes no. like chicken? No, okay. no. I, 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 I have a big event coming up next summer. I am the recreation leader for two weeks at Montreat National Conference. Uh, it's a Presbyterian church thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to be the recreation leader. I have to be on stage. I have to lead energizers. And i got to basically be on the go mm. all day. Energy, so yeah. I, am looking to, I am looking to slim down a fair amount by next summer. Well, those energizers, so I, just, I remember from camp days. I mean, those are no jokes, so. Yeah, and I don't want to be sucking wind, you know, after the second Energizer in front of a thousand kids on stage going, oh man, he's going down. He's not making it. He's out. So That's when so they start I'm, the betting look, pool. Like, how, exactly. how far is he getting today? He's going down on Istanbul. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. I'm, I'm putting a Finsky on Tubby going down. <laughs> So I've started doing meal prep lunches again. So like I get, you know, I get chicken, I I slow cook it, and then I shred it and have it with some brown, with some brown rice and some veggies. And it's the same lunch every day because I know exactly how many calories yeah. it is. So that along with I have a set breakfast every day. I, uh, uh, I do the, so I know what the calorie counts are on breakfast and lunch every day. But that means it's chicken every day for lunch. So it's like trying to change it up with just a little different sauce here today, a little different spice there tomorrow, but like it's still it's still chicken and yeah. just <laughs> making certain that I'm I mean I, I know why I'm doing it sure. and that helps. Um but you know it's just like there are days it's like you know a burger for lunch would be amazing. Just no, no, start no. giving it like backstory and a name and you know. <laughs> This chicken was named Ezekiel. <laughs> So that, but uh, so so the hum and the bug. What's going on with the hum and the bug? Uh, it's just oh, man. So we, um, I don't know. If, yeah, I think we, yeah, we talked about this when we when we came by and visited you guys. Uh, came by, mm-hmm. we just stopped by uh, uh, <laughs> four states away. But um, yeah. we talked about that uh, we we're refinancing part of our mortgage and we're doing a home, uh, a home equity loan. We're going to do some uh, stuff around the house. So, like that check came through from the bank today. It's like thirty-four grand. We're getting, you know, we're painting. We're doing new floors. You know, we took out like a dozen trees in the front yard today. Um, and it's it's just like it's it's like the house knows, like, oh, is that uh, is that a little extra money lying around? Um, here's a problem with oh, your electrical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like oh, no. Man. So just you know. And it's it's so now we've got the electrician coming out tomorrow, which works out because my wife and I both had planned to take the day off, but we had planned to take it off because we we're going to go do Christmas shopping and get everything finished up 
uh, for the holidays. And it's just, it's just, I, I feel like there's this constant like battle between me and my house, you know, and it's just like, oh, you had plans? Well, screw you, jerk. And, yeah, you know, li- life is like always saying, so about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, you going somewhere? A little bit about, of that. How about a not? little bit of that. Yeah. A little bit of that. Oh, you wanted to, oh, you wanted to have three meals a day. Three meals, yeah. No, no. No. Tell you what, just breathe through your nose and it'll be fine, but you're going to take it. So that's, uh, that's my house. Just shoving it up the pooper. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, from Charleston, really? West Virginia. Really? <laughs> no, for the industries, because you said where industries go to die. So I was thinking of industries taking up the. Anyway. There's absolutely no tie in there, like whatsoever. <laughs> I, that, that was the no. crappiest segue ever, and I Crappy. humbly apologize. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, all right. It's full circle. It's a circle of life right there. Where industries go to die, Brian Kidd. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, yeah, you know, this is the, this is the state where they're like, any day now, Cole's coming back. Any day, mm-hmm. any day. I, I fully expect oh, yeah. them to say, "Look, we're bringing in a pharmaceutical industry. They make patent medicines for the rheumatiz." You know, <laughs> we're we're a little behind the times here. Mm, yeah, it, 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 it's sad how all you know. I mean, I don't vote back home, but because of Facebook, I you know I, I keep up with stuff. And like how that's the that's the the magic bell that every politician we're gonna bring coal back and then oh, goes, yeah we're going to <laughs> well you better vote for me again so we can succeed in bringing that coal back it's right like, oh, right right okay. are there are there actually people that want to bring coal back in oh, West in West Virginia yeah oh well that's all they know man so oh, like man. this yeah. is and so they just do not understand that. Uh, it is not the industry it once was and never will be again. So, but the politicians all come in and just say, "Hey, listen, I tell you what, we're just going to dismantle the EPA entirely." So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. really, I mean, uh, the the coal mines are going to open back up again because the owners will just be able to dump whatever <laughs> they want into the creeks <laughs> and blow up the tops of the mountains. And the morons here are just like, "Sounds good to me, man." <laughs> Let's call well, that and the plan real thing A. Is- well, the real thing is that efficiency from from modernization and from automation has fixed it so where a mine that used to employ 200 guys now in, employs about 15. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, but they'll scream, well, because of all the environmental things, we had to cut back and we couldn't hire you all. Right. No. Right. You automated and you're hiding behind that. I mean, right. Because they literally have gotten rid of, of all of these regulations uh, yeah. you know to to keep them from dumping stuff into the the rivers and uh they're still you know the jobs aren't coming back <laughs> John Oliver uh on the that last week on HBO show yeah. does an incredible deep dive on coal that is like it's about as well done as anything and everybody's like I don't need to listen to no british comedian right. like, no no this is well researched this is this is well done you so what you're saying it. is a bunch of pansies read a book well, <laughs> yeah. I don't need them to tell me tell me what my heart knows <laughs> exactly uh, and my lungs. Sounds familiar. Don't my lungs. I feel like I'm reading my. I don't know if I'm reading my Facebook feed or my uh, my distant uncle's emails. It's one of the two. <laughs> but my geeks. They, they my all come boys. together in West they Virginia. They do. <laughs> my fanboys and my fangirls. You can call us what you want. We all have the things that we love and obsess over. 
We often hold a special place. For the things of our childhood, Webster's Dictionary defines nostalgia as a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for a return to some past period or irrecoverable condition. So how many of the things that we have geeked out on in the past and may still to this day are really as awesome as we remember, and how many of them have we overhyped in our memory to the point that a second look will have us saying, why did we like this? So guys, what geeky goodness have you been getting into? Um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, Alrighty. We, uh, my wife and I just finished uh, Watchmen, the uh, hmm. HBO series. Um, this was, was a show that when, when they announced it, I was like, why? Why are they doing this? They were kind of cagey about it and they, you know, they didn't want to say it's a sequel or whatever. They're like, look, we're just, uh, we're just building off the material and we're kind of going our own way. And I thought, oh God, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be awful. It's one of the best television shows I've seen in years. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It, it, it is a, it's a direct sequel to the comics. Um, but, you know, whereas the, the, the comics in 1985 were, uh, you know, a direct commentary of the social and political situation at that time period, they've done the same thing for, you know, 2019. And, um, it's, it really is, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but if, if you are a, even if you're not a fan of, the comics, which if, if you're not, I don't, I don't want to speak to you, but it's my wife. She, she's not a comic book person at all. Um, I convinced her to watch the first episode. She got hooked and mm. absolutely loved it. It, 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 it's such a smart show and so brilliantly written and directed. And, you know, as is so often the case, something so great, they've, the showrunner Damon Lindelof has said, "Yeah, we're not we're not making any more. It's one and done." So, um, it, while it's while part of me is going it's the British no. model, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. But then again, I'm like, you know what? They told a complete story, and it was an incredibly well told story. Um, uh, if this is it, hey, we got it, and and I'm glad it's here. So if if you like, um, it really if you like. I don't want to say superheroes because it's not the Watchmen was never really about superheroes as such. Um, it, it's, it really is worth watching. Um, I cannot speak highly enough about how, how excellent a show it is on all fronts. Cool. Cool. I, I mean, it's one of those ones where I've, you know, there's only so many streaming services you can have at one time and we don't, we don't have HBO. We don't have HBO plus, but it definitely has, that's one I've wondered about, and it's good to hear someone sound off and say it was good. Uh, so, and yeah. I'm I'm a, I, I don't know if you've noticed this. I can be a harsh critic. You can, you can what? from time to time. <laughs> you what? you have thoughts about things, and you let people know about them. Hence, yes. you're on a podcast. Yeah. So. But uh, hey, this one it, it this was one I had absolutely the lowest of low expectations going in, and it proved me wrong. And mm. I will admit it that it is. It's good. It's good stuff. Cool. Cool. I feel like there's a special day that Brian found something he liked. Yeah, (laughs) it does happen from time to time. I think it's. I think it's good. It's like. um, Let's raise an Ebenezer here. Like there's there's hope back in the world again. You know, like. 
Cole's coming well, back and Brian found something he liked. Like everything's right. just coming up West Virginia pretty, today. I, that, or it could be one of the signs of the apocalypse. I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's good news too. Let's wrap this shit up already. So yeah. right. Um, I opened the sixth seal and <laughs> there the nerd did love a show. Well, I, and I think what's good about that is you, you went into it thinking you weren't going to, and instead of not checking it out at all, you gave it a chance and found something you liked. Hmm. I Which that's... I will do, you know. No, I mean, yeah, I think I think more people should, though. Yeah. Oh, I, I do, too. I do, too. I'm, I'm not someone who, you know, I, I can look at some things and go, I just am not interested in this at all. But if if there's something interesting about it that or that could be good, I'll give it a shot. If it's not good, I'll just turn it off, you know, uh, or, or put it down or whatever. It's right. it's not, it's not going to be that much out of my life to give something a chance that could potentially bring me some joy. So um, it, sometimes it doesn't work out. Often it doesn't. But in this case, it absolutely worked out, yeah. and it's become one of my favorite things. Cool. So, Ryan, Ryan, what yeah. about you? Oh, yeah. Um, well, we uh, I guess since since last we recorded, uh, we came up and, and visited with you guys and had a, mm-hmm. had an awesome, fun couple of days. Uh, did some some geeky stuff. Um, that that VR uh, that VR lounge was was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, we played some some cool VR games. Uh, what was that? That Elven Archer. Yeah, um, or El- Elven Assassin, I think it was called. No, nope, I'm Elven pretty sure Assassin. it was called Elven Archer. Was Elven Archer? Okay, um, well, fine. Either way, my arm. Hurt. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was quite the because it was all. I mean, it was all bow and arrow like movements. Um, just with, so this is like a sort of a like a, a bar where they have VR setups, and you just sort of. Uh, it's not I really mean, a bar. Yeah, it's it's just a, a bar. It's but, just a VR arcade kind of. Yeah, huh. I mean, so you go you go in and and you kind of sign in and and you get a a booth and um with a, I, a i've heard of those places yeah. but not involving computers usually <laughs> yeah and it's well what's nice all about the it, walls are solid there are no holes in the walls in the real walls now the vr holes yeah. all over the place yeah. so um <clears throat> you just gotta stick your oculus in there but oh, uh goodness oh boy but uh yeah i know it's cool so we, we did that and uh that was a fun game for the, the four of us uh to all kind of play, just you're posted up on a wall, like just trying to defend this castle, shooting shooting hordes of uh, whatever we had, orcs or goblins or yeah. and stuff, and uh, then dragons. Dragons. Every time we saw we all dragon. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> well, was, you know, they did that in the Lord of the Rings too. They, they exactly. just you just didn't hear it. if you listen very closely, you'll just, you hear Legolas yeah. to be like dragon. dragon. <laughs> what was really funny dragon. is um, the setup is such so that whoever you're playing with. You guys are kind of sharing an audio, and you can hear them over your headphones and stuff like that. Except, oh, nice! The first, uh, the first kind of playthrough, or whatever. Like, some something was going on with Cliff's either his mic or whatever, and he wasn't in the audio, but we could still hear Cliff uh, because I'm and, me. Yeah, we just hear him, like despite our headphones and the fact that we've got each other talking in our ears, we can also just hear Cliff talking in the next room. Um, wow. So I mean, he really projects from the diaphragm. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, but, but the second game was even more fun. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mainly because of just the circumstances of us playing it. Yeah. Together. It was called uh, what? Arizona Sunrise? Or oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They've got that yeah. on the PSVR. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Arizona Sunshine. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Um, and so we're just set up the you know it's a, it's a zombie zombie shooter if you haven't played it but um, <clears throat> yeah and. Uh, Emily was 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 pretty 
pretty dodgy about it. Um, yeah. Just you know, she didn't she didn't want to be surprised or stuff jumping out at her. Uh, so it was really funny that when uh, she whenever she knew she would know there was a zombie behind her, and she wouldn't turn around to deal with it. She wanted she would yell for somebody else to shoot it so she didn't have to turn around and see. Get it off! Get it off! Get it off! <laughs> um, I mean, really, the same sound I make when when a plastic bag touches my foot in the ocean. But right. um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that was now. That was you a lot guys of fun. played the? Uh, we've got the PSVR here at the house. Yeah, and you know it's no Oculus, but it works. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a Star Trek game called uh, Star Trek Bridge Commander. Mm. We and saw it. We saw it at Dragon Con. We couldn't get into it. it yeah, is, there was too big a line. It. I mean, for someone like me who just who I, I love Star Trek, it. You know, it puts you as a member of the bridge crew and you're playing with three other people and everyone has, you know, a particular station that they're in charge of one's weapons, one's navigation. I mean, it's just like set up like the Enterprise and you go on missions and you'll have like, you know, space battles and so forth and have to handle emergencies. And every person has to know, you know, how to control their particular station um, and what you do relies on somebody else doing their job and. And it is so much fun. Like it, it, it really is. Um, you know, it gives you kind of the feeling of, oh my god, I'm on a starship. And uh, <laughs> well, you, my friend, yes, it, it may not be as immersive as VR, but you need to play my Artemis setup. Then, that was awesome. Very too. yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was going to be my yeah. next thing. Was uh, hanging out playing Artemis uh, together, but also in the living room. In the living room. With, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, with I, the I, kids. I, you know, you too. talked about it before, and I've never, I've never played the game, but it sounds right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may have to, we, we may have to plan an excursion of some sort to get you a, a chance to play. I'm, oh yeah, I'm trying to get in touch with the Huntington um, Comic Con people about get, put setting it up as a booth there. Mm. Uh, so I got to, I'm still trying to get and like charging and and all that. Been doing it over the course of the one of the weekends, but I'm still trying to find the right person to ask about because it's a little. It's not like I'm selling, you know, like tchotchkes. I'm charging for time in the simulator, and I don't know how they would work that. But well, I don't know. I, don't I mean, they have people at cons charge to take a picture in front of whatever yeah, set they yeah. built. So I yeah. don't know that that would be that much different. Yeah, it's just it's just me figuring out like how much booth space and like power requirements and you know it, it being kind of an unusual thing you know but I, I I'm wanting to do it I think it'd be a lot of fun yeah that would to be do cool it, you know especially in Huntington but uh, yeah but uh, maybe, maybe you can come be a second officer and learn how to like run it and help me do it for the weekend oh yeah I'd, <laughs> oh, I'd be I'd, there in a heartbeat I'd come up for that yeah, yeah. you're not but, allowed in uh, West Virginia I'm sorry. oh yes he oh is. I he's, I read too many he, books he could be that my it? guest he could be yep, my guest that's it exactly buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We don't like your smart cat here. And we and we did an escape room, and we got out with like oh, one by the like hair of our ass, half man. to spare. Like, geez, that's something I always wanted to do. We actually have one in Cross Lanes, and yeah. uh, I've never been to it. Um, I don't have enough friends, but <laughs> I believe it. So I know. Well, it happens <laughs> someday. Someday. I mean, if I was allowed in West Virginia, I'd come help you out. But <laughs> well, I mean, some I, jack I wagon I get, won't let me in. I can get you a so. passport. <laughs> all right, give me about six months to get all my shots lined up. And our our passports are basically just expired hunting licenses <laughs> with passport <laughs> written in <Passport>. marker. <laughs> the P's backwards. Shh, don't tell them. Just don't break it's their only one S. Don't break but, their little you know. hearts. <laughs> uh, We're trying. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, that's that's all. To me, escape rooms are all about the uh, the group you're with, though. Like. 
I think I wouldn't have nearly as much fun matched up with just a group of, of random strangers because, right. I mean, I hate I would get them. angry at them yeah. and be like, you're all morons! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would happen to your friends, though, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. pretty much. Because, um, I, I mean, I, I, like, I don't think I ever get more frustrated with people I love than, than uh, in, in an escape room situation. Like, we took um, my my oldest daughter and a bunch of her friends for her birthday. And <clears throat> these are, you know, 11, 12-year-old girls trying to figure out this escape room. And I'm just like, oh, this isn't good for my blood pressure. <laughs> like, we're, well, even, we're in minute even two. And these are the, children. We're in minute. These are children. <laughs> these are children. We're in minute two, and one of the girls is like, we should use a clue. I was like, you're in minute two. All right, just calm down. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, we had and and we took the kids for the one that you know that, that, that Ryan's talking about, and one of them one of the things was a chessboard that you had to move the pieces around mm, for a code, right. and we turn our backs and turn around, and oh, Joan no. is just randomly moving pieces oh, around. We're like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Well, what was what was funny is I think someone told him like this isn't a game, and it was like what chess isn't a game, the escape room's not a game. Like, nah, we need to take stock of the situation here and realize this very much is a game. But we're all yes. too competitive. <laughs> like, exactly, we're yelling at the five year old. What's wrong with? He's us? like, oh, daddy taught me how to play chess. See, and we're like, what have you done? So, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, and then. Uh, uh, Man, the other thing we did while we were up there, which has kind of carried over since we came home, is um, we, we we did a good bit of a uh, little Pokemon Go, uh, oh, yeah. also with the kids, and um, uh, the the three of us have kind of been doing that back here, pretty good bit. So it's um, so this is an old man thing for me to say, but I just finished my first Pokemon game. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, uh, on well, the, like the on new um, the or? new one on the Switch. Yeah, the the new ones that came out for the Switch, the Sword oh, yeah. and Shield. We um. We got uh, Shield, and um, I, you know, I had played a little bit of Pokemon before, but I, maybe only for like an hour or two, and then put it down. Well, I decided I'm like, okay, because my son Max is obsessed with Pokemon, and he he knows far too much to ever get laid, and so <laughs> I. But I was like, okay, I'm going to try this because, you know, the people go nuts over these games. There's got to be something to it. And so I was determined, okay, this one I'm going to play all the way through. And just yesterday, I finally, like, beat it. And I, part of me is like, oh, my gosh, I beat Pokemon. And part of me is like, oh, my gosh, I, I beat Pokemon. That's okay. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was it, I could see what the attraction is to it. Uh, from what I understand, these new games are not as um, difficult as the previous games in the series. Mm. Um, but it, but for me, being old, um, it was just the right level to make me feel like I had to work a little bit to get, you know, to accomplish what I needed to accomplish, but not enough that it made me furious and made me, like, throw the Switch controllers across the room. Right. So. Mm. Uh, it was it was the perfect like okay boomer game, um, so my my son was very proud of me. So I guess we had a bonding moment over that. Nice. I, I got to say between between Pokemon games and the fact that Marvel Ultimate Alliance is only on the Switch, those two things alone really had me thinking. At some point, I want us to see us pick up a Switch too. Cause... Well, here's the thing though the the old. Uh... The the new Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance isn't good. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> like, not. Okay. No, it got really it it runs really poorly, um, and it's yeah. That's now not happy, now yeah. the original couple of games that they put out back on the original like 
Xbox and PS2. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, I played the, the hell out. Those, of those were great, and and those are actually available on Xbox One. Like you can, <clears throat> you know, you can get the original <clears throat> games and replay them. But the okay. the the new one, they didn't really put a lot in. Like that's why you didn't really hear much about it. It was kind of a stealth release where you're like, oh, they released a new Ultimate Alliance game. It's because it sucked. Oh, that doesn't yeah. make me happy. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> but, the, but I will tell you, I really, I, I find myself playing the Switch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mostly because the the first party games are almost always great and and fun, um, and especially with the Switch, there are there are a lot of indie games on it now. Obviously, some of them are, you know, hug my waifu three, and they're <laughs> they're not, you know, they're awful. Uh, but there are also some just some really fascinating like indie games that you can get for next to nothing. I got I got a game that was uh, made by a, a Taiwanese company, and it is it's got horrible horrible English in it. I mean, like where it would normally be laughable. But it's about, like, the harshness of growing up in a very brutal atmosphere where achievement and social status is put above everything else and the pressure that that can put on a kid. And – but it's fun. Like, I mean, like, the art style is amazing. And it was, like, three bucks. And hmm. and I just uh, you know you you don't get a lot of games like that on something like the PlayStation or the Xbox, um, whereas you know the Switch is, has just gone wide open for anybody to and it's fairly easy to develop for because it's it's not high end specs you know what I mean it's it, it, Nintendo has always been we're, we're going to make something that just works and we're not going to go uh, bleeding edge as far as the technology goes. Um, and so there are a lot of people who are able to develop for it and get their games released for very little money considering. Um, and so they also don't charge very much for them. So you can take a chance on things. It's like the PC, you know, you can take a chance on something if it's four or five bucks and it yeah. doesn't turn out to be the greatest thing ever. You don't feel like you're, you're angry. Um, yeah. but sometimes you'll spend four or five bucks and find something that you just absolutely go, wow, that was, that was a really unique and fun experience. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I would recommend a switch. Honestly, it's, it's not a huge amount of money. Um, and for what's available to play on it, it, I think it really makes it worthwhile. I, I the one thing that's holding me back is I occasionally catch myself saying the words, don't stand on your tablet in yeah. this house. So because of that, yeah. <laughs> right. it does give me a little pause. Well, but see, the good thing about the Switch is you you could just, just say, look, we're leaving this docked. We're leaving yeah. this as the console, and yeah. you're not to take it out of there. And, yeah. you know, and, and the then if you time, want to take it with you someplace, you just, you know, undock it and take it with you. At the same time, I know I've got games I haven't finished on the PS4 that I need to. I've got, I've got oh, three I games I have started that I need to finish before I go buying more things i know so yeah i'll get there the other day jonah came up to me and he's like daddy can you play spider-man so i can watch <laughs> like why sure son. why sure son i can do for you i'll be happy to play this great game <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I guess we're transitioning into me. Um, unless anything else you had, Ryan? Uh, no, After no, half no, an hour. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, all the stuff that Ryan said, it was, it was a great, it was a great, uh, a great time having you all up here. Yeah, it's always um, fun. Also, we did, um, Emily and I went and hung out in Huntington for a weekend. We oh, dropped the kids. We did. We did. We dropped the kids. It, it was a kind of a just couples re-exploring a town we haven't lived in for 20 years. We dropped the kids at the grandparents. We had a hotel and just stayed downtown and explored wow. the restaurants down down and all the new stuff that wasn't there when we were there. Yeah, um, we went like the heroin the, dealers on the corners. No, now and now, now I want to say this: everybody beats <laughs> up on Huntington for the th- yes. There's some problems there, but there's also been a lot of revitalization. Yeah, um, I will I will give them that they've they've yeah. really made an effort, and there there are some nice restaurants in Huntington and some nice. Uh, small shops and so forth. Um, yeah. So no, I, I look. I, I mean, Cliff, you know me. I, lo- I love Huntington. I, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. had a great time going to college there, and yeah. you know, uh, and I, and I do see the positives. Uh, yeah. you know, in addition to the horrible problems that they have yeah. there. And, uh, but so. the horrible problems I've got down the street where I live too. So that's, that's right. the thing. Everybody's acting like it's only happening there. Those problems are happening everywhere, but they're, they're doing some, some good stuff there too. So like we went to, um, the German restaurant. That's where mm-hmm. Macintosh's used to be. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Amazing, amazing custom made sausage there on site. I've heard. Oh. It's good. So good. Um, then we went to the marketplace and went to uh, what was it called? Put butter on it or something like that. It was <laughs> for breakfast, and it was amazing. And then we went over and went over the Red Caboose, uh, which is the little uh, uh, West Virginia artisans place that's over mm-hmm. at Heritage Station. Yeah. And I ran into Sheila, my old morning show partner, who works oh, wow. there. So uh, we caught up real quick, and uh, where you can, where it's the only store I've ever found where I could buy uh, watercolors of Tudor's biscuits. There's a, someone wow, who there who go. does watercolor paintings of Tudor's biscuits, and it was. <laughs> they're they're works of art in and of themselves. They are. They are. You've never had but, them, folks. You don't know what you're missing. Exactly. And then eventually we made our way over to um to uh the uh the Inner Geek uh, comic book yeah, store. Sure. Looked around there. Jake the Snake Roberts was there signing autographs. Oh, wow. oh. just happened to be that weekend. And um then we went to Quicksilver. The uh, arcade bar there, where you go in, order a drink, and all the arcade games are free. And I was, had no uh, idea this place existed. Yes, it's right up, right next to the movie theater there at Pullman Square. So you go up the escalator; it's over there. Really? And you go in, and you order some drinks, and it's all classic arcade games and some newer stuff. But uh, the you do have to, the pinballs for some reason there. You got to pay quarters for, but That's everything important. else. Everything else is is free once you buy a drink. You think I can and, get away with calling that a date night? Uh well, it it all depends on. Now, mind you, I'm not that. married to Emily, so yes, yes, um, yes. I can get away with that. I don't know if like, you can get away with. Honey, that. I hear about this great place, and hey, I bet they have white zin. You'll be happy. It is fine. <laughs> white zin and teenage mutant ninja turtles. What could you know, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like? I'd That's be a getting night laid. right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but aside of that, um, we've dove deep. Uh, we got Disney Plus on day one around yeah. here, and we've watched yeah, the we new stuff, and we've watched the old stuff, and uh, yeah. So I, you I know, after I sat there and complained that I wasn't going to get Disney Plus, I was like, yeah. oh, I'll get a free trial of it. And yeah, um, I will they got say you. I, lo- I love. Well, I love the Mandalorian. I'm enjoying yeah, it really a good. lot. 
Yeah, that's um, some good stuff. I, once right it's there. over, I'll be like, "You better load something quick because you're going to lose me." But uh, but that I, that's worth my you know six bucks a month or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I have been as we, and this is kind of transitioning us into talking about you know retro stuff. I feel like I'm back in the era of uh, of of Star Wars as a kid when I watched that. Like, mm-hmm. they take us to places we know without being super, like, hand-waving, like, hey, remember this place? Right. Um, you know. Um, and, oh, and, but, I mean, Cliff, there there is some obvious fan wank in there. Oh, but... absolutely. absolutely. But it's so, but it's, I don't know. They're doing it with a loving hand. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not so much a hammer over yeah. your head as, yeah. as some of the movies have been. I, and I love westerns. And, I mean, it's oh, yeah. absolutely, it's a, it's a, a western with you know a jetpack, so yeah, I, I I love it. I I think it's great. So both of you, how many times a way, how many times a day do you find yourself saying it is the way, or this is the way? <laughs> it is this is the way. Yeah, um, a a lot after that episode, but then I slept and I forget things. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I kind of view time like a dog. Like I see a few minutes ago yeah. and a few minutes ahead, and and mostly right now. So. With uh, without giving away too many spoilers, did um, when are you all all cut up? I haven't seen the most recent. I have episode. not seen the most recent one. But yeah, I'm, I'm all cut. Up to that. Yeah, I've I've seen the most recent one. It's okay. It's, okay so this it's is a, this is a, it's great. This is a few episodes back. The one where they defended the village. Right. Yeah. Is it just me, or was the nighttime battle also to help make it cheaper to make an ATST look good with special effects? I don't think they're worried about money, Cliff. Well, no, but I'm still, but still, but still, an ATST in the daylight would be harder to render than one at yeah, night. Yeah, but I think, I think uh, it, that, eight, that it would, definitely it, looked cooler at night with the red eye look and yeah, everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was a budgetary thing. This, this okay. they, Dis, Disney is is showering that show. With oh, absolutely. Yeah. The the space the space scenes alone are like oh wow. Have you heard about the technology that they invented for the? Uh, so so a lot of it that looks like it's shot on location. Is shot in a studio. Um, They actually had this lab create a brand new type of liquid crystal display where they had to have them start growing the crystal. They were like organic crystals. Had to have them start growing the crystals like a year or two in advance just to see if it worked. And so what they will do is they would go and take, you know, footage in Iceland or wherever just of, of a background or whatever. And then instead of going to actually these locations to film, the back of the studio is this gigantic wall-sized liquid crystal display that is such high resolution that you can't tell the difference. And because it is, uh, you know, it's not a static picture, they can actually have like computer generated backdrops made from all this footage so that when they move a camera, it moves the perspective of the scenery along with oh where the camera God. is. Oh, that's so, so cool. Just like you would in real life. So a lot of what they shot isn't isn't what you think it is. Like it, it's literally in a studio, but the technology has has gone to such a, an extent that it's you can't tell the difference. It's it's phenomenal, mm. phenomenal stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean the story but 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 at the end of the day, the storytelling on this is solid. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love and it. Like, I so. It's yeah. fun. It's and fun the fact without that that, being dumb. 
And the fact that he can convey emotion through a mask as well right. as he's being yeah. able to do is just great. Yeah. And yeah. and let's face it, Baby Yoda is awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I, I don't mind waiting a week either to see episodes. I thought that was going to annoy me. Um, right. We talked kind about of, that. It's kind yeah. of refreshing, yeah. though. Like, you know. It makes you excited. Yeah. Oh, new Mandalorian's Oh, well, yeah. Friday, it's yeah. like, you know. I mean, Friday's awesome already, but like. It's also Mandalorian yeah. Day. I mean, that's that's uh, I don't know. That's cool. That that kind of takes. Did you me hear back. the story about um, uh, you know, they Baby Yoda is mostly a puppet. Uh, you know, there are obviously some some parts where if if the character has to do something particularly complicated, they'll use CG. But otherwise, it's a puppet. And um, Werner Herzog, you know, the the film director who occasionally acts but always sounds like Werner Herzog. Who you know he he plays the guy that sends the Mandalorian on his initial mission, right? Right. Okay. Uh, he talks like this. Everything yeah. he says is like this. Well, he they were filming scenes with him with Baby Yoda, and they they went through it once. They said, "Okay, well now we're going to shoot it without the puppet." And he said, "Why are you doing this?" <laughs> And they said, well, we don't know if it's going to work. We don't know if people will buy it or not. So we're going to shoot it again without Baby Yoda in in case we want to just do it all in CG. And he said, leave it. You're cowards. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. And it worked. It worked. That's just it. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the old ways are the best, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's such life imbued in that little character. Yeah, because it's being manned by a person, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and speaking and speaking of falling in love with that character, being able to fall in love with it as a surprise, yeah, was amazing. And Ryan, what were you telling me about how? Oh, about how, Disney um, with yeah, wh- uh, all the merch. What's his name? Favreau like made uh, basically got Disney to agree to uh, hold off on like any merchandise releasing so that 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 would be uh, a reveal. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean that, that's a Disney big to deal. Not merch too. is like big, <laughs> especially to get right Disney to hold Christmas. off on merch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, good on him for wanting wanting that to be, um, you know, a surprise and something special for fans, and and good on Disney for for being cool with that. I mean, I'm sure they ran the numbers and like we can still get it out in time for Christmas. So yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. If anything, it's just going to make the demand like go through the roof, yeah. which it has. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody wants a baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today today on Facebook someone said, "Life hack, if you tear the head off of a sugar cookie <laughs> yeah. angel, it's a baby Yoda." <laughs> it's true. It's true. It and really I made it really ba- is, yeah. We had our little pancake breakfast that we do for uh, Christmas time at church, and I, I I get my little squirt bottles and do like little pancake art, and I made a baby Yoda, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, just baby!" Yoda. <laughs> yep, yep. No, you can't eat it. This is for display. This is the, these are the look at pancakes. <laughs> you must yeah. leave it in the package. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually ate it. I did eventually. Eat it. it was mine to eat. It was my <laughs> But let's take a look. Now that we've done all of this uh, retrospective, uh, let's take a look at what's going on in the news. Stand by for news. Look news flash. And the big no news of the day is no news. This is Les Nesman saying, may the good news be yours. In the news. Yeah, we'll do it live. Okay, so the too long don't read of this whole, the whole thing is uh, apparently... Female Ghostbusters bad, kid Ghostbusters good. <laughs> it's kind of what the internet is saying. I believe that. Really? 
Did you all see? Uh, so we're, we're we're talking about the new trailer for uh, yes, Ghostbusters the, the, the after new Ghostbusters, or as I call yep. it, Stranger Things season four. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, now, did you all actually? Did you guys see the 2016 Ghostbusters? Yes, yes. I don't mind it. I don't uh, mind it. I watched it because mm. I, you know, I like the cast a lot, and, the, and I mostly watched it just to say, "Screw you, misogynist pigs!" Like, mm. you know, there are funny people involved. I'm going to give it a chance and and see if it's funny. It wasn't mm. funny, but it was. Uh, it, has it has moments. It has moments. moments. I, it wasn't. It wasn't good. But I'd rather hate a movie that I've seen and hate it based on its merits <laughs> yeah. rather than just. <laughs> You know, From your you basement, put chicks yeah. in my Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. um, so this new one, like everyone's like, "Oh my god, they're making another Ghostbusters so soon!" It's like, well, you, the last one did not do well. No, <laughs> they're not about to. They're not about to kill a franchise that they could potentially make money off of. Um, have you guys seen the trailer for the the new Stranger Things? I mean, um, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yes, I have. I have. Yes. What do you think? Um, I have turn off your darn already. phone, people. Gosh! Oh, I it's just a text message already. I got. It says, "Tell, tell Brian to f- off." Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, well, that's and not it came nice from Kristen Wig. It came yeah. from Kristen Wig. Um, well, for, uh, first of all, um, I think it's people have made a big to do out of the fact that Paul Rudd says we haven't. There hasn't been a ghost sighting in thirty years, and everybody's like, "See, it wipes the other one from the canon." I'm like, "The other wasn't canon. The other was no. There was, was there was no connection to the other whatsoever. No, it was absolutely just a out there. Remake, it was just out reboot there. Yeah. sort yeah. of. Yeah, it was it, out yeah, there. It, it, wasn't, it already wasn't in the universe, but uh, right. But uh, yeah, I. I I mean, I have. If we want to break down our theories on what we've seen, I'm happy to break down theories. Um, my guess, first of all, is that these are Egon Spengler's grandchildren. Well, I think they made that pretty blatantly obvious. Yeah, pretty blatantly obvious. The collection of spores and fungi, and yeah, yeah. The other thing I have is, um, I remember that, and this is kind of taking a little bit of lore from the uh, from the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, that like the containment unit being an issue was like always a running gag of sorts mm. of it, you know, releasing ghosts back out. Yeah. And like what happened after they left the firehouse? They couldn't have just left it there. So my guess is that Egon in his retirement took it and buried it somewhere mm. and it's failing. That's my guess as to what Well, you the notice the, the name is. of the mine was Shandor Mine, which Yvonne Shandor was the architect of Dana Barrett's apartment. Oh, oh, I missed that detail. Yeah. Missed that detail. So my thing with it, like, I'm not dead set. Like, I I, I think that there's enough talent behind it that I'll go see it. Like, it's not, I I don't mean to come across that I'm hating it. I'm a little sick of, uh, of, like, nostalgia at this point. And I really hope Finn Wolfhard gets some projects that aren't involved with pretending to be in the 80s. But it's, um, you know... my my thing with it is at least from the first trailer tonally it doesn't feel like a comedy like you know the the first ghostbusters is definitely a comedy like through and mm. through yeah um whereas this doesn't feel like that mm. and so uh, that kind of threw me a little bit but then again, they tried to do another all-out comedy Ghostbusters, and it didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. the, the original film especially was was kind of lightning in a bottle. Um, and so I, I'm, 
I'm okay with them taking it a different direction. It's just it's just a little jarring to me because it's it is so tonally different from from the original couple of films. Mm. And that could just be the the first trailer. You know, that could that yeah. could be just the way it was cut and marketed. So, yeah. well, the the thing with it, and and I've kind of played this as kind of like because we just watched all the Ghostbusters, including the most recent one with with our kids, uh-huh. and Madeline likes them all. Madeline likes them all. Um, so when the new trailer came out, I just showed her the trailer without telling her what it was for to see how long it would take her to figure out what it was. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, because because complete, like you said, completely different tone. You know, none of the same old characters. And like, but the minute that that first thing came flying out of that well or whatever, she's like, is this Ghostbusters? Like she like instantly cued on this might be a Ghostbusters movie. I was like, oh, wow. So, so, I mean, I don't know. I I guess maybe I haven't shown her too many other things that have ghosts in it or something. But, uh, but yeah, I guess everything with a ghost in it could potentially be Ghostbusters. Right. Well, you know, it's, we'll, we'll see when it, when it, when it comes out and, uh, See where they take it. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm more getting just tired of the whole nostalgia kick than I am. Go, you know what I mean? Like I don't have a problem with Ghostbusters. It's, I'm just getting a little sick of, you know. Let's just dig up something that we can make middle-aged people bring their kids and grandkids to. So. Well, in that case, buckle up because we're transitioning right into the fact that the Top Gun trailer also yeah. <laughs> had an update. <laughs> Can um, I admit something to you all? I've only seen Top Gun once, and that was when it was originally released on video in like '87 or something. Like, mm. I, I, uh, I, th- I think my my distaste for Top Gun came from the fact that. I lived in Ronsevert, West Virginia when Top Gun came out and we only had like two screens. Like that was it. And the whole, for like three months, all they showed was Top Gun. So all these other movies were coming out and we didn't get them because they were still showing (laughs) Top Gun. So they I had a need, a need for. So speed. by the time I got around when it came out of video, I'm like, well, I guess I got to watch this since it kept me from seeing any movies for three freaking months. <laughs> oh, so you didn't um, see it in the theater like you. You hate oh, hell not no. go see it. Well, just okay. because I was like, you know, it, it, it wasn't my kind of movie to begin with. But especially when week after week, I'm like, well, what's starting at the movie theater? Oh, Top Gun's still showing. Um, I just didn't. I think after a while it was just on principle. I wasn't going to go see it. But then when I watched it, I was like. It was fine. Like, I I didn't hate it, but it was one of those things where it's like, I don't ever feel the need to watch this ever again. Um, so this movie's not for me. And especially, I think it's more of a vanity project for Tom Cruise. It, mm. It's not It's not like there was a real desire. People were clamoring to want to know what happened to Tom Cruise. Yeah, we didn't, who we didn't really have a lot of... Who won the ball? Yeah, we didn't really have a lot of unanswered questions off of Top Gun. Right. Like, they wrapped that up pretty good now. I mean, now if uh, if if uh, what uh, Goose comes back, you know, maybe maybe they now you got a movie. Maybe they yeah. tie in with Ghostbusters, uh, and right. you know, <laughs> then then I'll, maybe I'll check that out. But my my biggest thing as uh, is this really the type of world we live in now militarily? And and I could be way out of line by saying this, but like. In the 1980s, it was, ooh, what about Russia? Ooh, you know, legitimately you could imagine, you know, a Russia, you know, 
facing off with with American jets in space in, in airspace and all that type of thing. But like we don't fight wars like this that much anymore. It's all drones. Yeah, <laughs> you know, buttons are pushed from thousands have a lot of, of dog miles away. Going oh, on. how great yeah. would that be if it was Top Gun, but just like from the drone pilot seat? <laughs> Where it would just be a bunch of pimply nerds <laughs> yes. like yeah. sitting in a, one of those yeah. like gaming chairs and... I mean, it would be quite the same. Some of those, some of those chairs are like pretty amazing looking. By the way, though, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want one. But 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 you know, in that you know, does this translate to all these years later? Is it going to feel like like trying real hard to make this a movie? I mean, it does feel very tonally eighties. Do you know what I mean? Like just even the way the 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 lines in the trailer and all the shots and everything, it does feel like a movie that would have been made as a sequel back in the eighties. And I don't know that that, I don't know that that will play today. Yeah. 35 years later. And he's still got a stack of checks that his body can't cash. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing that he's like the, the whole, like, the whole thing, you know, all these years you should have been an admiral by now or whatever. And it's like, Oh, so, so he's habitually been screwing his career up for yeah. 35 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, he's a legend and of course they have his plane on display and that's why I just feel like it's Tom Cruise just going, I'm getting older and I only have a few leading man roles left in me. So it's time to pull out Top Gun. But the thing is, I mean, his, his leading, like, like when, when Stallone like brings one of his old characters back, he plays it old. Yeah. Like he shows the mileage, he shows how hard it's really been on this character. Well, okay. no, but but I mean, but I mean, like he's playing. He doesn't play like they're still a superhero. Right. I'm pretty sure this is going to be uh, Tom yeah, Cruise being a superhero. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can tell it is. You can tell it is. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I don't know that this is one that I'm going to need to go see any more it, than I need to hear Lee, Lee Greenwood sing "God Bless the USA" one more over time. a de- a decade, man. <laughs> like I mean, it's like. When it, when a film takes over a decade to get made, it's yeah. usually not because the script was great and they just wanted to hold on to it as long as they could. <laughs> They're trying to get it really, raise, really right. You raise right. a good point. <laughs> like like, is there any way we can keep this from being released? No, right. no, afraid we afraid we held it up as long something as this we awesome. Could. Hold on to it. Oh no, don't. Oh, you're letting it go. Okay, world. I don't know if you're ready for this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that we are either. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> M- meanwhile, Kenny Loggins is going, finally. Yeah. <laughs> right into the old folks home. <laughs> old folks home. All right, so we were talking before about how much we love The Mandalorian, how streaming services are are cashing in uh, on us geeks, uh, HBO Plus with uh, with Watchmen, uh, and HBO is apparently going to snag up a DC property and push for Green Lantern in a they're series not, rather than a not, movie. They're not snagging it. This is more yeah. corporate synergy. I mean, it's Warner well, Brothers. Yeah, true, it, true. You know, so it's... Uh, basically, what they're going to do is kill DC Universe, and <laughs> and just you know, I will say this: did, did either of you guys have DC Universe? 
it I mean like like it appealed but not enough to add it to with everything else we've got to watch. I mean right. man yeah. DC Disney Plus pretty much killed a lot of our desire to get anything. We already we still have Netflix and we still have Amazon Prime. But Disney Plus pretty much is like now we have the holy trinity. We don't need to do anything more. Right. right. Well, I mean I had it for about 6 or 7 months I guess. Um and you know, on the one hand it was great because you had access to like thousands of comics that you could read um, that came along with the streaming service. Uh, but on the other hand, as far as like new programming, you had Doom Patrol, which was awesome. Yeah. And then you had Titans, which made me want to go and punch every single one of the characters. Um, and then you had swamp thing that they canceled before the thing even premiered. So like they didn't have a lot of luck. And so I figure, you know, they already said they're going to make a second season of doom patrol, but it's going straight to HBO max. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's Warner brothers grasping at straws. All these companies are starting up their own streaming services and you know, they're like, well, I guess we actually have to have, you know, new content for people to want to to pay to subscribe yeah, to keep it. Subscribing. Green Lantern. I mean, Green Lantern was always kind of a second tier character anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It could. It'll depend on who makes it. You know, who the showrunner is and how much money they throw at it. Honestly, um, I don't dislike Green Lantern, but it's not going to make me go, "Ooh, I need to subscribe to that." Yeah, it wouldn't get me to. To, to purchase it if I didn't already have it, but um, I was I see I was I always thought Green Lantern was kind of neat. I thought the uh, it was it was a different oh, yeah. it's a different story, uh, you know, a different setup of powers as opposed to just being like, you know, born with the stuff or or whatever. As because uh, it's sure. all it's all will based, right? Like his whole thing it's, is like it's a job. It's got to be yeah. It's a you know, he's he's a galactic intergalactic cop and. Um, yeah, it's but then the they, I, I have a feeling something. this is going to be based on the Jeff John stuff, which when he came in, he that's when you started getting like the the pink lantern, oh, the like rainbow the yellow lanterns, core, the and black the... lantern. Yeah, yeah, it 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 became really convoluted, um, and that's kind of where Green Lantern is now. Mm. Like there are so many different kinds of lanterns, all based on some different way of of channeling power like some of them are fear and some of them are you know i don't know peanut allergies but it's, <laughs> they're like they're, it really is impossible to keep up with with what what goes on in it now yeah we saw what was it um well we didn't see it but there was that picture i think you've seen it cliff of the the green lantern cosplay where there's like a dude dressed as green lantern and then there's a guy tethered to his fist that's wearing a green morph suit um, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's ordering the lunch ordering for, the him, yes. for him. Yeah, and he's just like like he's yeah, projecting this guy. Cool. I mean it's it was really it's really really clever. Uh, yeah, I like that. But uh, yeah, now I um I want to go back because I like I had considered DC Universe because I wanted to see Titans and I just never got around to it. Uh, kind of like Cliff said, like you know I had intended to buy it, but once everything else came out, I just didn't have time. What what uh, what was wrong there, Brian? Well, it's it, it is very you know how the DC movies got into their edgy phase mm-hmm. where everything had to be oh, they, grim or they and tried dark to. and 
Right. Well, this is another one where it, it was obviously in development when they thought that was going to be the direction that people wanted superheroes to go. Right. So it is very. It's like the it's it's as if the goth kids at a school suddenly got powers, mm. and but they're still goth kids, so they're just like oh, they like sigh a lot and everything's a major problem and it's just not it's not fun like the the it's not like the last thing i want to see is is robin just going fuck batman which he literally does in the pilot i remember um, seeing that just, like the trailer or something yeah yeah it's it's just not that's not for me like i don't have any interest i've watched i watched like three episodes cuz i i'm always like first episode you can't tell who knows how long that was made before they got around to making the subsequent episodes. Right. Oftentimes the first episode of a series is nothing like a show turns out to be. Sure. And, and so I gave it a, you know, I got through like three episodes and just went, nope, hmm. nope, this one's not for me. Now, my brother, who's four years older than me, he loves it. He he, he thinks it's great and he says it, it got better, but uh, it lost me quickly enough that I just had no interest. Doom Patrol's awesome. Mm. If you get a chance to see Doom Patrol, it's fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um but uh, but Titans is just it is really not for it's not what I want out of my superheroes. Right. Okay, that's too bad. Cuz I like I said, I mean that was that was the show that it kind of sold sold me on the idea of it. Plus, you know, you get uh uh there's what they had like all the all the bat like the different Batman movies up. Um which uh, yeah, which is I mean, cool. well, they had uh, all the and then all, like all the, the comic books and stuff you had access. The eighties and nineties ones, the comics were what made it worth it. Yeah, I mean, you like I said, you literally get access to thousands of comics, going all the mm. way back to the beginnings of DC. So it, that that was great, and you you know you could read them on your phone, your iPad, whatever. You could even read them on your TV if you want to. It's not <laughs> it's a little clumsy, but you can do it. Right. Um, and you do have access to all the animated stuff. Yeah, which was which a lot of the animated stuff's great. Like they ended up making a new, another season of Young Justice, which had gotten canceled oh, too yeah. early because it was a great show. So they they made another season of Young Justice, and it's great. Like you know there there was good stuff on there. Um, I just there after a while it was like they didn't have anything to add. It just was like well here's all of our stuff in one big dump, and we're not really adding anything. Mm. So it just got stale after a few months. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, discontinuing it. Sure. That's too bad. Well, in the uh, to keep on rolling with the reboots and bringing back, which, you know, now that I think about it, Brian, if you really hate things being brought back from the past, it really going to kill this show in general. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> considering it's all our show is. <laughs> no, I don't but hate things. I don't hate things being brought up as long as, yeah. you know, it's it's. The whole the whole thing for me is if I don't have a problem if you feel like you can do it better or you can add something to it to what's okay. already there. Uh, you know, I, I love the new Star Wars movies. Mm. I love them. Okay, okay. I, screw those people who didn't like Last Jedi. You know what? They didn't like it because it it didn't spoon feed them everything they'd seen before. It it did things differently. It actually had characters change you know so like i i'm fine with with bringing back stuff as long as it's like i said as long as it's either it's done better than it was before or it adds to what already exists um but moving on to the next story we'll have have comments 
Yes. So, 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 what dark, gritty direction is the Punky Brewster reboot going to go in? <laughs> oh, if, if it was a dark, gritty reboot of Punky Brewster, I would watch it day one. <laughs> a very special episode of Punky Brewster. Uh, well, we don't we don't quite know what direction, but apparently. Uh, Soleil Moon Frye and Sheree Johnson are working on something. They sent something on Instagram, a picture of them them and now and and like, oh my goodness, it's, like it's for Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Oh my God! Why did they choose that as their streaming service name? For I have NBC? no idea. I have no idea. Uh, proud as a, I guess, but. Well, I um, guess. What I mean, first of all, oh my goodness, isn't it amazing how like 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 if I were to see Sheree Johnson going down the street, I would recognize her. Yeah, like 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 she is amazingly held on to her youth. <laughs> right. Yeah, and Soleil Fry as well. Um, but like, what 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 do you do with this? Aside of first of all, the first episode, um, we'll have to cover when and how did Henry die? Right. Because <laughs> he's obviously no not still with us. And like, what? What's the life? Is she a corporate executive now? No. Is so here's what it's going to be. It's yeah. going to be the same thing as Fuller House, where mm. it's you know now Punky's the mom, and she's got three precocious kids, and of course her best friend Cherie is still around, and they're on Brandon number twelve. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's going to be this is this is one of those things where there's literally no reason for it except that NBC's like what can we do that, to bring in people who go oh my god I loved Punky Brewster as a kid and they'll watch anything you know what I mean yeah. like it's not it, let's not pretend that this is being done because it had to be done yeah the yeah. the original show was not great yeah. I will say though and and. I would watch. Uh, I would love to watch a reboot of the Punky Brewster cartoon show. <laughs> you want to bring back Glamour? Glamour. Uh, that oh, was the geez. most bizarre. Show. I mean, ne- <laughs> next to the one of Gary cartoon show with Gary Coleman as a dead kid. Oh yes, that, as the angel. Oh right. my gosh, I forgot um, about that. The, the oh, Punky Brewster cartoon. One. There were. I mean, there was a whole thing in the seventies and eighties. Of popular primetime shows given a Saturday morning equivalent, but they would always add in something completely bizarre. Like, it's Laverne and Shirley join the army, and their drill sergeant's a pig? <laughs> yeah, for um, no, for no it, damn reason. <laughs> right. It's Fonz and the Happy Days gang in a time machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they... Uh, Mr. T, it's Mr. T, but he has a gymnastics team on a bus with him. (laughs) And a little white boy who wants to talk, who talks like Mr. T and a dog with a mohawk. And Penny's the fool, yes. There's always, and so I like, I love those kind of things where you just go, wait, what? Because they're far more interesting than the shows that they're spinoffs of, you know? Um, Like, I, I would watch the Punky Brewster cartoon because it was just so weird. Whereas the actual show was, I mean, it started off as just, here's the whole concept. Here's this old man who ends up adopting this precocious orphan. That's the whole show. Yeah. And it's Annie without cash. Right. And then <laughs> as the as show went on, it just turned into, you know, 
every episode had a message or a moral, and it wasn't funny. It was just, just say no with punky power. Yeah, you know, um, it, don't it was, get locked in a refrigerator. <laughs> it, it wasn't something that exactly like people talk about and go. You know what? I remember when television was great, like Punky Brewster. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Go ahead, bring it back, NBC. Good, good try. See what happens. Like, if this is what you've got, I expect your streaming service to go under in six months. Yeah. Well, Freddie Prinze Jr. is going to be playing her ex-husband. That should be. That, that. Yeah, well, thank thank God he's got something to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's not writing for the WWE anymore, so he's got to do something. Well, I mean, he can only live off his wife's Buffy residuals for so long. <laughs> well, also, that what was that show she was on with Robin Williams for about a week? Oh, well, it's because he killed himself, dude. Well, like, no, 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 I mean, no, 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 the, It got canceled first. It got canceled first. Did it then. get canceled first? Yes, it got canceled I first. thought it got canceled because he killed himself. No, it got canceled first. and then. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It got canceled first. It was actually a decent show, uh, but uh, yeah, just couldn't get legs enough for people. I never the, watched it. Uh, it made me sad to see Robin Williams back doing television. <laughs> Well, uh, Disney Plus is offering up a lot of Muppets uh, material. Uh, we've already uh, looked at uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol in this house and a few other things. Uh, and I had actually started a few weeks ago, I uh, started the kids. I have the um, Time Life uh, Muppet Collection, Muppet Show Collection that they sold on TV a long time ago. I have that on DVD, so we were watching some of the old episodes of that already and but those actually those sets have episodes that didn't make it into the uh uh or not episodes but sometimes like segments of shows yeah that didn't make it into the wide release of yeah the, and of that series uh, so we watched the star wars one which is oh yeah it's a it's a thing yeah. it's a you thing know, hey it's, man don't you bag on the muppet no i know no the, the funniest thing about that the funniest thing about the end is the ending of that show mm-hmm. in which all the Star Wars characters with the Muppets sing When You Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> and then years later, they're all owned by Disney. Mm, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. It's it's fun. It's fun. But um, uh, a, 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 a staple of the Muppets, the Mana Mana song is 50. Wow. Just turned 50. Um, and, and originally from a, a softcore Mondo booby film from yeah. about Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. Heaven and Hell, apparently, is the translation. I, I have seen Sweden. Heaven oh, you Hell. have? Have Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's, so there was, a, there was a whole genre of films called Mondo films that came out in the... Uh, in the 19 late 1960s early 1970s the first one was called a mondo mondo cane or a dog's life or a dog's mm. world oh boy. and so the whole idea behind mondo films was it would show you things that were unusual or disturbing um, you know, certain rituals from around the world that would make people cringe or, you know, just things that like, uh, uh, you know, white Americans would go see and go, oh, my gosh, did you just see what I just saw? Um, They became very popular. And so you have this whole 
you know, genre of films called Mondo films that were usually made up oftentimes of like just footage from other things, documentary footage of, you know, do you remember Faces of Death? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a Mondo film. You know, that's that it's that kind of thing where it's you 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 know you're going to see something bizarre or forbidden. Um well, that's what Sweden Heaven and Hell is. It's it's we're going to show you Sweden where apparently everybody's topless. Um which isn't true, but it's it's basically a travel log with lots of boobs and the Manamana song is just part of the soundtrack. Like it was just written as part of the soundtrack for this, this Swedish booby film. Um, and then, uh, you know, Jim Henson did it. I think did it first on the Ed Sullivan show. And then, you know, it was a popular bit that he did pre Muppet show. And they did it on Sesame street. I think they did it on, and they did it on the Muppet show. Like it just, it was an old chestnut that always worked for, with yeah. the, for a crowd and, and got, so, more, but got more like, more like interaction with like the funny bits, the more they did it. I mean, the first, the first take on it's kind of straight laced. It isn't quite as, over it's the just lip syncing. Yeah. 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 They, he definitely like improved it the more he did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, his, you know, that, that's just one of the classic, Muppets thing, the Jim Henson things where he basically just took this weird little song and had the Muppets either lip sync it or, or sing it, but then added comedy bits to go with it. And it's hilarious. Like, it's great. Holds up really well. But just think of Swedish boobies next time you hear it. I love this line in, in the article. Where'd it go? There it is. The Tuscan musician composed scores for exploitation films in the 60s and 70s including spaghetti westerns and softcore sex films. Yeah. 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 Movies used to be a lot more interesting. <laughs> you don't really you don't really go down to the old park place downtown and see, you know, Swedish boobs. Swedish mondo films. Yeah, you don't really uh, you don't really get that much anymore. Uh, now it's yeah. all pretty much just Stranger yeah. Things Ghostbusters edition. Yeah. Yeah. Something else the internet's it's- ruined. All right, so let's transition from one Jim Henson thing to another. Uh, First of all, let me say, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is something that's watched in this house every year. Yep. It is. It is a Christmas staple. I am still amazed by people who stumble on it for the first time and don't know what I've never seen this. What is this? What the heck is up with this? It is a great, great Christmas special. My wife and my stepkids had never seen it until I came into their lives. And I but I grew up watching it on HBO when I was a kid. And just fell in love with it. Like it just, it is beautiful and perfect as as it can be. And so I, you know, when I first um, met the boys, they were still in elementary school. And, and I, the first Christmas that I, I spent around them, I, I made a, like a, a DVD with like Christmas specials and stuff on it that I didn't know if they'd seen or not. And one of the things I put on there was Emma Otter's Joe Band Christmas. And 
Jen was like, what is this? And I'm like, wait, what? You don't, you've never seen this? She goes, I have no idea what this is. And they all just fell in love with it. Like, I mean, every year we have to watch it two or three times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, for those that don't know, it's a retelling of the gift of the Magi done with jug band music and, and, and Muppets. Um, uh, have, speaking of, have, have you seen, it makes its round on Facebook once in a while, the outtakes scene between it's, it's Frank Oz and, um, oh, who's the, who's the puppeteer that does Robin and also plays Emmett? Oh, um, Oh my gosh, he's dead. Sadly, um, well, no, it wasn't Steve Whitmire, was it? I can't remember. I'm I'm totally blanking. But anyway, it's it's the scene where the River Bottom Boys are like you know are at the music shop and the drum rolls out and yeah. hits and and lands perfectly, and it shows how many takes it took to get that just right. And the longer it goes on, the more just like Frank. In, and the other guy are just ad-libbing just really crazy <laughs> about what's oh, happening. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I'll, I'll put a link to it. And I'll try to find it uh, on YouTube. I have it on Facebook somewhere, but um, try to put a link to it. But it's hilarious the longer and longer it goes on because you can tell that they're just doing everything they can to hold their sanity together. Um, but speaking of holding sanity together – a remake who why when where um, not only a remake but a remake where they're throwing out the songs and having new songs written so they're making they're turning this beautiful like less than an hour long story with songs that just are paul williams is one of my favorite songwriters and he knocked it out of the park on this on this uh, show. Mm-hmm. They're throwing those out. They're extending it to be a feature length film. And now, listen, I love Flight of the Concords. I love Flight of the Concords. But I, Brett McKenzie, must need money because mm. to agree to do something, he's writing all new songs for it. Um. I this makes me so sad. Like this is the kind of thing that makes me just go, why, 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 why? You leave it alone. It's perfect and amazing, and there is nothing that you can do to improve upon what's already there. I mean, why not just make something new? Like if they're yeah. gonna throw out the songs and and change this and that, like, um, just make make something else. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're in love with the concept of the gifts of the Magi, then you know take that concept and go in a nif- go in a new way altogether. I mean, yes, there's there's nothing wrong with a classic, you know, story arc, you know, but there's so many other ways they could they could have gone. I and granted, you know, we just spent a time earlier saying maybe we should give it a shot. Maybe so. We what, what do you give it, Brian? Ten minutes in, and then you're out. If they don't, oh no, I refuse. I refuse. Oh, you're, you're, okay, this one you're I, refusing. I, I want nothing okay. to do with it. I want nothing because this, this, this special. This is so special to me. Okay, you know where it, it, it is such an indelible part of not only my childhood, but as I've gotten older, it is something that I will just sit and watch every year because it still makes me feel just as good. You know, yeah. it is it is such a well-intentioned 
funny, beautiful story that that was Jim Henson working at the height of his creative skills. Um, it was really done as a test to see if they could make the Muppet movie. Oh, um, okay. I, to, I did not realize that. Yeah, they were, you know, because they were, they wanted to, now he had done other long form specials before, but this was sort of a technology test. He wanted yeah. to see, could they, because they used like remote control puppets and so mm-hmm. forth, things that they hadn't done before, um, to test out this technology to see if it worked. And then they could go to a studio and say, Hey, we want to make a movie. And, you know, we're we have all these tools that we can use to make it so that it's not just the Muppet show and you just show characters from, you know, their stomach up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it it was it was um it was a big deal. Yeah. And you know, it it the fact that it 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 holds up so well. Uh, there's not you know, I don't care who you show it to. They they're going to fall in love with it. Because it is absolutely creative and charming and amazing and, and should not be touched. (laughs) The, the, uh, it's definitely, I, I like you when I find someone who hasn't seen it, I'm like, Oh, we got to watch this. Like a bunch of us went to and hung out at uh, a cabin that, uh, and we were in seminary with uh, one of the, one of our friends, their grandparents had a cabin and we all went there for the weekend right around Christmas time. And I brought movies and one of the movies I had was just, and like none of them had seen it. I'm like, you all got to, and when it was over, they're like, how do we, how had we not seen this? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those ones that because, you know, Kermit's only there at the very beginning, so it's it, it, it's it's all Muppet technology, but it's not like it's not starring Miss Piggy, it's not starring Gonzo, but it is all of that style and all of those things. And although yeah, if you so, buy it now, they've yeah. cut they've cut out Kermit. Oh, really? Yeah, because huh. it's not it's not that one is not owned by Disney. Oh, okay. So they've had to to cut out all the Kermit stuff, oh, which is a okay. shame. And and so it's act- and they've also cut out uh, over the years they cut out scenes and okay. song verses and so forth. So the version that you can buy on DVD right now, not only well, okay, number one, they've zoomed in on it to make it widescreen and it okay. looks like terrible, but they've it's also severely edited. Now mm. I will tell you that. Um, they, you know, like anything where if something substandard gets released, the fans are going to take over and do it right. Um, there was uh, there's a guy who goes by the name of Phil Frog, uh, who several years ago decided to put together the complete version of Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas the way it was originally shot. And so using different sources like the original video release and DVDs and TV showings and he put together this hybrid that look that you can't tell is a hybrid. I mean, it looks like it's all of one piece because he spent so much time on it, but it's the entire show. Um, they're like I said, they're extra verses and songs. There are little, you know, scenes that were, that just aren't shown anymore. All the Kermit stuff's back in there. So if you go, it's out there. If you look for it and you know where to find such things, it's the, it goes by like the name of like the 30th anniversary edition and okay. i highly recommend seeking out this illegal but wonderful <laughs> <laughs> dvd 
um, of, of if you love get, Emmett Otter. Get yourself a VPN and go get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the soundtrack only got a release last year. Wow. Yep. It had never oh. gotten released. And they finally put it out just last year. And so, of course, I got a copy of it as soon as it came out. Um, but uh, the music in it's great. I mean, I know I'm I'm like fawning over this, but this is this is one of those shows that is is in my mind perfect, and uh, so the and I can't believe that it's the Henson companies behind the remake, but they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can go f- themselves. My God, it went right in the studio floor. Yeah. Good Lord, you see that? Did you see that? Did did you did you see? Did how about why? Well, speaking of looking back on some Christmas <laughs> stuff, um, have you all been watching uh, some Christmas specials with uh, your kids and maybe some stuff from years gone past and forgot things that were in it and were strikingly reminded? Uh, we haven't started. We, I mean, we've got a we've got a list every year of stuff like we have to watch or nobody gets any presents, and we haven't gotten to gotten started on that yet and i'm i'm a little Ooh. disappointed but um uh but no no well, what's on that list oh what's on that list um we were just talking about this the other day uh we've got us we've got to watch uh christmas vacation mm-hmm. uh christmas story uh-huh. um charlie brown christmas what else were we talking about and then like um Kind of, kind of recent additions to the list, and and by recent, like this just is, isn't stuff I grew up watching. But uh, uh, Elf needs to be watched at some point because mm-hmm. it's we love that one. Um, oh, going back, uh, not at all recent. Muppet Christmas Carol, um, mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite Christmas carols. Um, mm-hmm. I'd call it the definitive Christmas Carol, in my opinion. But yeah, just- I mean, I I don't know. There's some. Well, let's not say definitive, <laughs> but it's pretty damn good. There's some. There's some. I've heard good arguments for Scrooged. Uh, I know a couple guys that really, really like that's their Christmas Carol, Scrooged or whatever. Um, so that's you know, but uh, yeah, that's. I think that's the list. I think that's all of it anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, I mean, so we've watched those so many times. Like, there's. Nothing really in there that ends up surprising us. Okay, okay. I, we, I, Emily's um, church is doing a kind of a Sunday school thing with "It's a Wonderful Life." So, one of the people invited us uh, from a church invited us all over their house, and we all watched "It's a Wonderful Life" together. And I watch "It's a Wonderful Life" probably, if not every year, kind of every other year. And like, like watching it through um, in a group of people. And with the thought that they were going to be doing a Sunday school class, but watching really close and picking up on certain things. And there were some things that caught me that I had forgotten. Um, uh, George's brother grabbing the ass of the uh, maid in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it being a funny thing and chasing her on. I'm like, come here, give me some. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, ho, ho. That was. That was something, and um, yeah, when uh, when Potter refers to the Italians in town as those garlic eaters, mm. I was oh. like, "Ooh, <laughs> <It's> like, yikes!" <laughs> Things I you mean, forget about that there. It's not far off from Trump's America. <laughs> um, the other thing that kind of was striking to me is when the guy opens up the floor to reveal, you know, the the pool underneath, and people fall in. Yeah, that could have killed somebody. 
all over the fact that he that that quote unquote he lost a girl to George Bailey. He risked taking people's lives. Well, and you know who it is that hits the button to open it up, don't you? Oh, what? Oh. It's, it's it? Alfalfa from the Little Rascals. Is it? Yep, yeah, it's Carl Schweitzer. It's it's Alfalfa. I did not realize that. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, he lost Darla again. <laughs> yep. Um, I've got to say, like that was that was one of the movies. Uh, my dad always wanted to watch when we were kids. Yeah. Like Christmas, I can't stand "It's a Wonderful Life." Oh, dude, I I hate it. I love it. I love it's it. It's just one, yeah. it just it it's one of my favorites. It feels like such a oh god, just like this sad bastard, like whiny guy. I'm like, fine, jump off the bridge. Movie's over. Next, <laughs> wrap it up, dude. Fucking suck it up. Oh yeah, you and I are going to disagree on that one. Oh. Yeah, I mean it's just and and I you know I get that a lot. Like uh, there's a couple guys at work again that are like they're like oh no man love love it's a wonderful life. I was like yeah I guess I mean that's that's fine like I'm you're fired but that's fine. Mm. Uh, you know I I don't oh, know I just I've, Potter and I've, I've, I've what's that? Is that all right, Mister Potter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've I, and it's probably because it was one we always had to watch, and we never got to just experience it or or discover it mm-hmm. on our own. I think that might play a part in it, but um, I just I don't know. I I hate yeah. I hate it to this day. Donna Reed was one of my first crushes because of that movie. Oh, hmm. mm. in her little scene in the hydrangea bushes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Also a little problematic because among things George says, oh, I should he says situation here. Uh, I should sell tickets. Yeah, and then I'll call the police. They'll take my side. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, gosh. <laughs> now don't you go ruining my movies with your I political know. correctness. I mean, I'm just saying it's a different era. Yeah, it's, it was a different, a different, different era. Yeah, we can't we can't fault a movie for not being woke when woke wasn't a thing. Yet. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm just like it's like when you're watching it, you're like, oh, I forgot. Like like the things that blend into your memory that you forget about. Yeah. Or just went right past you, and you didn't think anything. Well, of it's like I—I like, I don't sit around and like remember my visits with racist grandma. I just remember grandma, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, yeah. The fact—the fact that she—the fact that she was, yes, absolutely a racist, and 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 when I think about it, remember that she took a lot of opportunities to remind us, uh, you know. But that's not—that's not what feeds into my memory of her because it just, as no. uh, uh, just grandma. She just had those interesting ways of describing other people. So it was a different time. What about you, Brian? Have you watched Uh, anything this year that kind of reminded you that, Oh, this is different. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Christmas carols. One is my favorite Christmas story. So like I've, I, you know, have seen so many different versions of it uh, throughout my life. And I I love a lot of them. Um, One of them I, that I watch every year um, that I used to watch as a kid, and then I didn't see it for years until just maybe you know a couple years ago. It was uh, um, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Um, this 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 was you know this this was uh, made by UPA Animation Studios, which was uh, it was formed. Um, you know, Disney had a big artist strike back in the forties, and. Um, a lot of the Disney animators took that opportunity to 
they they didn't they didn't like having to do all the ultra realistic animation and so forth. They wanted to try more experimental things. So when the strike happened, they all just quit and formed UPA. Um, and they are, you know, when you think of the, especially the 1950s and early 60s, um, very modernist animation. Um, as far as the, the, they used very stylized backgrounds and, um, their, their design aesthetic is, you know, it when you see it. Um, but they created Mr. Magoo. That was like their big, that and Gerald McBoing Boing were their big, like breakout characters that they made. Um, so for those of you who, who don't, know Mr. Magoo because Mr. Magoo is not really around anymore. Mr. Magoo was an old rich man um, who, who had a seeing problem. Um, and hilarity would ensue. And that's where the comedy <laughs> came from is that he would, he refused to wear glasses because his glasses were so thick that they just made him look like he was wearing Coke bottles. So he went through life, you know, uh, mistaking cigar store Indians for people and running into things and causing havoc wherever he went just because he, he was walking out of the ledges and stuff like that. That that was the humor. Um, But they did a version of a Christmas Carol starring Mr. Magoo. uh, That is great. Uh, It's got uh, songs by um, uh, Julie Stein and and Bob Merrill. Uh, Julie Stein wrote, Gypsy and Funny Girl, like he's just an established Broadway composer. Uh, Bob Merrill, Cliff, you would know Bob Merrill. He wrote wrote a little show that we both are familiar with called Carnival. Oh um, yes. So it uh, so you had the, the the songs are great. They are Broadway caliber songs. Um, he wrote uh, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Like I mean, just he's. Good, good stuff. Uh, the animation is is really great. UPA animation, the the stylized animation. Some of it's very dark, um, surprisingly, um, but it's a pretty faithful adaptation of a Christmas Carol with some Mister Magoo jokes thrown in for mm-hmm. funniness. You're not going to see it on TV <laughs> these yeah. days. Yeah, uh, the, when you know now they're like, you can't make fun of people with sight impairment. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I mean, that's not that's not really the, bet you I can. the thrust behind it. <laughs> like it's it, it's so innocent. It's not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the the people who are who rage against it have obviously never actually watched Mr. Magoo, and they just want to rage against something. But because that's the culture that we live in now, there's no way you're going to see this show up on television. But. I mean, you can go down to Walmart and buy it. They're happy to sell it to you. They're just not going to put it on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's very, it's great animation, great songs. Um, it's about an hour long. Um, and, and it's become one of my favorites. Um, another one that I really, really love, uh, that has almost been forgotten. It was a, a version of a Christmas Carol done by uh, animator Richard Williams. Back in 1971. Now, Richard Williams is not super well known today. Animation buffs know him. Uh, he, he won an Oscar for doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. Uh, he did the animation in that. Um, but he, he was known for being 
just meticulous, uh, obsessive about detailed animation and movement. And, and he created animation that's unlike anybody else has ever done before or since. Um, he made this for television uh, back, like I said, 1971. Uh, Alistair Sim, who had starred in a, a British version of A Christmas Carol live action, had played Scrooge. He, he, which is, that's considered one of the great live action versions of A Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. Yeah. Uh, he re- reprised the role of Scrooge. Um, the, the same actor, and I, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, oh, why am I blanking on this guy? Uh, oh, Michael Horton is another famous British actor who had played Marley in that uh, feature version of it. He does Marley's ghost in it. Um, if Michael Red, Sir Michael Redgrave is the narrator of it. I mean, it's like top-notch voice cast. And the animation is the most fluid, detailed, beautiful animation that you've ever seen. It It, it looks like... You know, the the original book illustrations come to life. Um, it's only about a half an hour long, but they do the whole story. And it was so good that they decided it was it was too good to just be a TV special. So they ended up releasing it theatrically and it won an Oscar hmm. for um, best animated short the next year. That's cool. Um, it the whole thing's up on YouTube. Um, it. Somebody bought a print off of eBay and scanned it in. So it's an HD. Um, but you just don't, you know, it's, I remember seeing it as a kid and being absolutely scarred by, <laughs> uh, because it's just I what mean, you uh, want at Christmas time. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's a ghost story. And in yeah, yeah. if you read the original book, it's not happy go lucky. It's, yeah. it's pretty dark. Uh, it's a British tradition to tell ghost stories at Christmas, and it's it's something that's not that never really made its way over here. But you know, it is very much in the British tradition of a ghost story, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's um, it. There's some pretty disturbing <laughs> animation in it, but it's nothing that isn't from the source material. But if you've never seen it, like I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, if you're a fan of a Christmas Carol, it, you, it's only a half an hour out of your life. And I guarantee you, you will not regret it because it is beautiful. It is, it is really a work of art. Um, so yeah, look it up. It's, and we, we can put something in the show notes, can't we? I mean, there's a, oh, yeah. send you a link absolutely. To it. Yeah, um, please do. Please yeah, put it, you, put it in the show notes and I'll add it to when I post yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, folks, I'm telling you, if, if I'm wrong, you can, you can write us and tell us, and then then I'll find you where you live. But yeah. <laughs> um, it's it is. I really do not think that you will regret watching it. I yeah. think that you'll you'll be glad you 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 took the time to watch it. The one one thing that I, I think about when you have these different versions of a Christmas Carol, um, like the kids just watched Mickey's Christmas Carol because we have Disney uh-huh. Plus, um, and the you, and 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 no Which offense, good, to, no way. offense, yeah, and no offense to Scrooge. I do like Scrooge too, yeah. but Scrooge follows you know follows the storyline at its most basic form. But yeah. a lot of these other ones we're mentioning actually pull actual dialogue. Yeah. That yeah. that like matches and fits and like you know Scrooge McDuck is saying the things that Ebenezer actually said. Mm. Well, the um, thing is, Dick. I mean, Dickens is 
Dickens was a great writer. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, people still read Dickens for a reason. And, yeah. and so his dialogue is very, especially with something like this, it's almost become uh, something that people can recite, you know, yeah. be- because it, it is so much a part of our culture that this story has become so much a part of Christmas. Um, but yeah, even, even the Disney version, you're right. Like it's, there's stuff that's directly f- dialogue from the, from the book. Yeah. Um, Fun little that, asides like on top of that. You know, like, like one oh, of my sure. favorite lines is still, is still when Scrooge McDuck says, he only left me enough money to pay for his tombstone and I had him buried at sea. That's, yeah. I mean, I love that line, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, that was the first time that you saw Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Animated. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's I named Scrooge. That. Yeah, yeah, but like I, uh, but oh, I didn't realize that that was. Yeah, I mean, I figured he was based on it. I didn't realize that that's the first time he appears. Yep. He was created <sighs> for there. There was a a record album of A Christmas Carol, like Disney's A Christmas Carol, that the that became the animated thing. Like it, the animated thing was adapted from the record album, and the character was created for that. Hmm. Um, and. Uh, of course, took on a life of its own. I'm still thinking about the fact that when we went and saw David Tennant, when he's asked which of his characters is he most like, and he said Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Because he says, I'm Scottish, I go on adventures, and I have a big pile of money. I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. When I when I had like, uh, texted my sister or something, uh, when we were in that panel, and she had asked what we were yeah. up to, and I told her, she's like, I don't think I know who that is. And I started listing all the stuff uh, stuff he was in, and she was like, "Oh, Scrooge McDuck, yeah," because she's got two boys yeah. um, that yeah. uh, that watch that. So she's like, "Oh yeah, he's the voice of Scrooge McDuck." I was like, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah, I guess yeah. he did that. He did that yeah. thing. Which the new Ducktales is great. I love. Oh yeah, it. yeah. That yeah. that's one of those things that yeah. I mean, they're bringing it's a it's a, a nostalgia thing, but they have brought a both a visual style of the old comics. And the the writing is very smart. Um, I love the new Ducktales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, the one of, again, one of the things that I'm loving about the fact we have Disney Plus is like more seasons of that stuff is available than we had. You know, yeah. like from other services. Like, oh, like say which, my my son loves PJ Masks, and and I'm like, and he and he's always like, I want to watch on Netflix. I'm like, no, here's more seasons. Stop watching the first season over and over. If I have to sit through this, at least give me a new storyline. I need new villains. I need new heroes. Bring in Armadillon. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Impressive. I'm terribly sorry about all this. No reward is worth this. We seem to be made to suffer. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Star Watch. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Taking a look to the horizon to see the things to do with Star Wars. Of course, we are right on the cusp of the ninth uh, episode. And uh, with that, the, the, the Disney is going full tilt and has just opened the Rise of the Resistance a ride in Disney World. Uh, we watched the Christmas celebration on um, on TV, the special they had there, and they were showing some little clips of it. And it, it looks like all of the technologies of, of of amusement park rides coming together for one heck of a ride. Um, 
It really is. Uh, You know, we can put it there. Just go to YouTube and look up Rise of the Resistance ride through and there are a zillion videos that show you what it is. But it is I mean, I'm impressed. I'm especially after being so disappointed at what I'd seen of Galaxy's Edge so far. um, This this is the reason that it took a long time to get this one open. Like they spent. They spent a lot of time on this one. Um, if if I had been a little kid, I mean, even as an adult, when I when I watched the video of it, I went, "Holy crap, that's cool!" So you know, I can just imagine being a kid who loves Star Wars, you know, getting on this thing and really feeling like you're suddenly thrown into uh, one of the Star Wars movies. It is, it's a marvel. Uh, the 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 animatronics in it are the most advanced I've ever seen. And they have full size ad ads in it, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, when I heard that, I was like, <gasps> and, but best... I know it's going to be, it's easily going to be another four years before we go to Disney again. Oh, well, yeah. But, and uh, you have to, you have to like sell your house and stuff to be able to afford to go. But it's, yeah. um, you know, the, at one point you get into a lift and you're, cause you're riding in this, the, the ride vehicle looks sort of like the old, uh, you remember the old, uh, tra- troop transport, toy they had when the original star wars that you put the action figures in that's what it looks like and there's like a an r5 unit driving it um and at one point you get into this lift and as you're in the lift right before you get in the lift kylo ren like comes after you and almost gets you and then once the lift starts moving suddenly his lightsaber comes down through the roof of it and starts cutting a hole through it. And wow. I have no idea how they accomplish this. None. Because maybe it's an actual lightsaber and it's just really scary, really risky. Maybe it would have. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, usually you can tell watching these videos how they do things. That one, I'm stumped. I am mm. stumped how they pulled that off that it looks so real. Um, I I mean I I got it hats off to him like yeah. after screwing the pooch with the rest of Galaxy's Edge like that's whoever the the Imagineers behind that particular attraction are God bless you because you've made my childhood Star Wars dreams come true <laughs> like I I got to go see this thing for real yeah. Well we'll all start saving our nickels and dimes and like I said probably at about. Uh, 2023. I'll be able to go again. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually, to check out for that last little bit because um, I've intentionally not watched the video of the ride. And oh, okay. And uh, oh, no, I I took my headphones off, and and you probably hear me just like whistling or whatever because I I didn't want to okay. hear it. And um, so I I didn't hear anything that that you said um last few minutes, but like um, yeah, because uh, I just I don't know. I've I've heard like a lot of great things about it, and uh. I just I want to I want to get on it and experience it and not have like any expectations or any idea. So yeah, because um, we're going in February. Um, oh well, then you'll be set. Now now plan on basically being in line all day. But yeah. well, no, because they I mean they're doing that's the one of the first rides they're doing the uh, virtual line for, um, where it's it's not quite like Fast Pass where you're like I've got this time and I show up. But you show up and you say, like, okay, I'm ready to stand in line for this. They're like, okay, great. Come back in about an hour and a half. And then you just go do whatever you want to do. And then you come back in an hour and a half. And it's like you've been standing in this line the whole time. And then you, you get on. 
Uh, oh, that's yeah. Nice. No, I mean mm. it's and so if uh, I have a feeling that if it's it's they're kind of testing it with this, and if it gets to work, then because um, if you think about it, I mean that's that's more time for people to go do other stuff or buy food, buy things, buy yeah, things. Buy <laughs> yeah. things let's, eat let's food, be real, you know, buy that things, kind of stuff. yeah. So um, yeah, so yeah. So I well, wish I, they'd had that when we were there last year because yeah. it was brutal, especially but, with uh, the you know with the little wearable thing that you wear. I'm sure that they got computer simulations that have figured out a way to, you know, allow people to get the most bang out of their buck and them get the most bucks out of the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. it'll be cool I mean, to my, see how that experiment experiments. My, uh, my dad's already been down there and ridden it, and uh, he's, he's, he's like, you know, even if you do have to stand in line, it's no big deal because the line, just the line is fascinating. For that, and uh, mm. he said Smuggler's Run was, was great, too. Um now I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm not spoiling anything. I didn't. The queue didn't impress me for Rise of the Resistance. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Now the Smuggler's Run queue. Yeah, I would agree. It's great. Okay. It's mm. great. The, the, it was just. It was very plain. The yeah. Rise of the Resistance. The the thing that is funny about just what's happened right here about Ryan talking about taking off his headphones because I've kind of joined Ryan on the. I don't want to see any more trailer. I don't want to mm-hmm. see any more sneak preview. I want to go into the next movie as cold as I can. Like I saw that first, the first one we saw with like the, the, the you know, that they showed at the star Wars celebration that everybody freaked the out. Little on. Teaser. The little teaser. And after that, I'm like, you know, Ryan, you're absolutely right. I don't, I don't want this spoiled for me. Yeah. And we took all of our, we took our families to see frozen two <laughs> while they were here. And yeah. sure enough, it starts and Ryan and I simultaneously put our fingers in our ears are going la 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 well i mean so i'll tell you having watched all the trailers yeah they a lot of the footage recycle like i mean they're not they really haven't given i mean it's all really quick shots randomly edited well and you can't tell like where they're from or what's going on and and so i don't think it's this isn't a situation too much where they give everything away no but it just for me it goes back to uh suicide squad which i'm not going to make the argument that that was you know any kind of a great movie but Mm -hmm. i feel like i would have enjoyed that movie more if i hadn't seen just about the entire thing in trailer form uh before i ended up going to see it um and even thor ragnarok which i thought i still think is a great movie uh, yeah, the whole Hulk the whole thing, thing like, that should have that should have been a reveal. Yeah, don't put that. in trailer. Oh yeah, Absolutely. that would have been a that fantastic reveal. Done. You know, and it's yeah. it's almost like trailers are no longer are, they're they're now like they want to give you all the big you know and all the big stuff. Not not really plot points or or whatever, but it's almost like they have to give money you shot. all this stuff to make, yeah money shot to make sure to make sure you come see it or whatever. And I like I well, know what here's the thing. Hmm? So the, 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 the thing is, and I think the difference between especially the Star Wars films and a lot of the other big blockbusters, I get the feeling that with the Star Wars films, they have a lot tighter control over yeah, they've, they've what's going to be shown in a trailer. better about it than, uh, than like the other you know, a lot Most films, those trailers are put together by marketing people who have nothing to do with the film. Yeah. And, and don't they don't have any, like, all they're looking at is for money shots. Yeah. Well, they don't, it's exactly, they don't know the story. Yeah. They don't know anything like that. They're just looking for money shots. 
And so a lot of times they'll end up giving shit away that you're just like, why did you do that? Yeah. Because they don't care. They're not they're not involved with it. Well, them. no, they want to show you all I the best parts of the movie so that you come right. If there's an explosion or somebody says a line that sounds like sassy, that's what they're doing. It has nothing to do with content. Yeah. You know what I mean? And whereas I think with the Star Wars trailers, for the most part, they seem to have more of a handle on we don't want to show too much. Yeah. Like we want to show you enough just so that you can go. This looks cool. Mm-hmm. This is definitely Star Wars. Well, and oh I've... look, there's there's Lando. Yeah. But it's but they're not given away. A lot. I've also like stopped. Like I did it with um, the first one. Well, I did it with Force Awakens. And I would go and I, I read all the articles and all the theories and the fan theories and the the guy that watches every frame by frame of of that trailer yeah. to 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 try and figure stuff out and um i don't know like i just i just want to go and see the movie the way the guy that made the movie envisioned me seeing it and um that's, you know that's so and it's and i've you know what to, i mean like I, I i already know what movies i'm gonna see like a trailer trailer isn't gonna make or break my decision to see a movie if anything it's it's gonna be a synopsis i read on fandango or something so um mm. yeah and i think i've i've Enjoyed movie. I, I mean, it doesn't make any of the movies better than they they were, you know, were going to be. But I think it makes the experience uh, for me better because it's um, like I said, it's all it's all unfolding the way the guy that uh, you know, whoever wrote it and whoever envisioned it, you know, envisioned me experiencing it. So, I mean, for me, I, I like a trailer that like like I didn't expect, like I didn't know the movie was coming. Mm. And like, or, 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 or like, like, like what I did, you know, the experiment with my daughter, how long will it take her to realize this is a Ghostbusters movie, right. you know, um, like, and I think of, of like trailers that came out of nowhere that blew my mind. Like the one that comes right to the, the is when the trailer for back to the future three played as soon as back to the future two was over. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like. You know. By the way, here's what the next story is going to look like. Oh, and by the way, it's coming out next year because we shot them both at the same time. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what? Like, like was it back even before a year you had later? internet buzz? No, it yeah, was less it was than a, a, it was exactly. Oh, a it was year. a year. Okay, yeah. It was a, but it was a really fast turnaround compared to the break between one and two. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, and and that was like, you know, back back before we had internet to like spoil everything. Sure. That like was like was legitimately people looking returning to each other. Are they serious? You know, and yeah. But uh now it's like, oh, the teaser trailer is dropping later today. Like the, even the fact that yeah. the teaser trailer is coming is it, There's is, a teaser is, for the teaser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it it's lost a little something. Yeah. And and like you said, you have people online who just are trying to dis- dissect every shot. Whereas, you know, back in the day, as you go see a movie, you didn't know what trailers were going to play. And yeah. and it, you could see things that you're like, I don't know what this is, but it sure looks interesting. Mm. Although there was the one time that we went to go see, I believe it was Superman 2, and they, they showed the Red Band Scanners trailer before it. Oh, um, wow. I, I wasn't Shoot. quite prepared for an exploding head as a child. But, um, <laughs> they, oh. they they had my interest, that's oh. for sure. I remember the trailer for Jaws 2 show, and I don't think it was a Red Band, but still, Jaws 2 showed before something I was not prepared for as a kid, and that kind of scarring me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. You never have that nowadays. I mean, back then it was like, well, whatever trailers, just put them on. Yeah. And now it's all planned out. Well, this this trailer is going to be played in this position before this film and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. 
Eh, yeah. I miss the spontaneity when yeah. you could scar a kid. You know. <laughs> I remembered scanners. That's for sure. <laughs> And with that, it's time to go back to present day. We hope that we haven't permanently destroyed your childhood, or maybe we're fine with that. I don't know. If you'd like to suggest something, you're, Brian's fine with that. If you'd like to suggest something, Chris, look back on, you can email us at IRememberedItBetter at gmail.com. You can follow the show at, at IRIBetter on Twitter. Follow me at RevanGeek, Ryan R. All Good 98. If you missed any of that, you can find all the info on this program by going to www.iribetterpodcast.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash IRIBetter. Our voiceovers are provided by Amy Breedlove. You can follow her on Twitter at VoiceWork. That's Voice W-E-R-K. And through her website, www.amiebreedlove.com. I got to say, I'm jealous uh, uh, that, that the Breedloves are are doing... Uh, they moved down to Florida as well as have, maintaining their home in Charleston. And there's days they just go to Disney. They just they, just, they got the they got the they got the pass. So they just like let's go hang out in Epcot for the day. And like you see yeah. on their Facebook, they're just, they're just hanging must out. be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Uh, they are. We, <laughs> please rate us on iTunes and more importantly, tell your friends that we're around and all about us. We'll see you in the future. In the past. Like someday they're gonna find bodies in that family's basement, and like and like everybody be like he's such a quiet boy. I'll be like I saw this coming a mile away. <laughs> Net Netscape Navigator. Have you seen the? Th- I mean, it's, it's another meme. It's like, um, it's like when you accidentally click Internet Explorer, it's Rita Repulsa from the old. Uh, <laughs> After four thousand years, I'm back to conquer. <laughs> Yeah, I always hate that. I'll go to click something. I'm like, what the f*** is this open or not? But it's like Edge or Internet Explorer. I'm like, I didn't tell you to open up. Go away. Nobody asked you. And it's like it practically begs you. Are you sure you don't want to try us? Please? I mean, come on. Have you used us lately? Give us a try. I'm like, no. No, I don't want to. Stop it. Yeah, I've been watching. Speaking been of working out, out speaking so. speaking of working before we go any further, speaking of working out, I realize we never did the hand clap thing. Everybody is recording right now, right? Yeah, what, we are. Have fun syncing everything the up. Show? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's recording, right? Yeah. Um let's say yes. <laughs> Please tell me you are. I mean you'll find out when you listen to my audio, I guess, won't you? Yeah, I, well, I, <laughs> It's going to be another one of those shows where it's like, well, Ryan, what I do have you have backup. to say? I have, the, I have the backup. I have the backup. I have the backup. So that's fine. It'll, I'll, I'll be able to make it work. It just, it just dawned on me. I'm like, I never did the clap thing at the beginning. Well, we, the, haven't, we haven't recorded in a month. So we've, that's we've true. just got yeah, a lot to talk about. Practice. We're out of practice. Out of practice. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, uh, one of the things that uh, that Disney Plus has offered up is uh, a lot of Sorry Muppets that. content. And who offered that up? My goodness. That was surprisingly not That me. was me, yeah. <laughs> How tasty was I that? I don't know. I feel like you could smell that through a mic, though. That was, uh. Yeah, that was, that was pronounced. Like, <laughs> that was potent. Do you need a minute? Do you need to, do you need to go get a mint or anything? No, I'm that, mint's That might dude. be a little burning in the back of the throat. Mint's not going to do shit to that. That's... <laughs> That was that's like potent dad breath right there. That's like that's stale black coffee and like saltless pretzels. Oh my god. Okay. You were saying? I'm really glad I don't have young kids. I think we're all glad you don't have young kids. <laughs> 
no. Hey, my my kid survived. He's you know, and and that's what it's all about, <laughs> right? He didn't he die survived. horribly, so yeah. I did my job. <laughs> I was scarred by the Playmobil movie uh, trailer. I think Frozen. anybody Ugh. who had to watch anything having to do with that movie was scarred. <laughs> Oh, damn, that Lego movie made some money. What other plastic toy can we make a movie about? <laughs> right. who's, who's sitting there? Who do we got under contract that's not doing anything? Zach Galifianakis and Daniel Ratliff, get in here! We'll see you in the future. In the past. Oof, I didn't look at that one. Hey, hey. Hey, kid. Let's see you in the future in the past, Perky Fred. <laughs> Global. Hey, I'm just saying, there are full episodes on YouTube. Just, uh-huh. just sit back in a nostalgia wave and watch the creepy, weird alien with an, an orphan. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.